Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you unravel anything keeping you from a life of true abundance, joy, and happiness, which is your birthright. Each week, we'll bring in different guests specifically tailored to help you on your journey to discovering your higher self, whether it's spirituality, business, finances, health, or relationships, there are no topics that are off limits. So get ready and enjoy this week's episode of The Higher Self. All right, so this is going to be a big one. Uh, I met this individual, Jillian. Welcome, by the way. Thank you. Um, I was introduced to her by my friend Tim, which many of you remember was here on the show before. And from the moment we met, you said... I asked you, what do you do? And you said, I help people with eating disorders and I use the medicine. And that caught my attention right away. I told you that I was interested in, in this conversation and I was looking forward to it for personal reasons as well, because, you know, emotional eating is something that even I struggle with. So mm. welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited for this conversation. And just give us a little background. You were just telling us you just moved to Austin from Miami. Fresh. What was that like and what happened? Fresh, fresh to Austin. Uh, it's really like a journey of surrender, especially since 2020. Um, yeah, I've been on this incredible path that has felt very heart-led. And that's what brought me to Austin. Uh, just not really feeling like Miami was my home, not really having community, really feeling like I wanted to be around nature and and pursue my my deepest passion, which is to make a difference for people. And this seems like very fertile ground yeah, here in Austin. It really is. How did you find that passion? And I, before you even answer, one of the things that I always tell people is that like in the midst of your deepest struggle, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of the things that go wrong in life, there's a gift. Oh yeah. And the gift is that you are able to transmute that energy if you choose, mm -hmm. if you choose to transmute that energy and look on the other side of that pain, there's a lesson that you learned, there's something that you overcame. And as a result of the energy of overcoming and the experience of overcoming and the transformation that you were a part of, you get to then go help other people do that, right? Yes. And I think so many people, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're so caught in the pain that we don't allow ourselves to tap into the courage that we have to let go of it and to transmute that energy. And it feels like that's what you did. Yeah. Right? Wow, there's so much there. Yeah. There's yeah. so much. I always say that, you know, the gifts of trauma are like they're wrapped in thorns. And in order to unpack them, you got to get a little bloody. Um, but if you're willing to release, if you're willing to go through that process, then you stand tall. Really, it's, it's really magical. Um, I lived in that space. I lived in suffering for my entire life until 2020 when like the doors blew open because of grandmother ayahuasca. So how many years was that? <clears throat> that was three years ago. So I'm 34 and, um, my process started when I was 31 and in this pretty cataclysmic way. Um, I struggled with an eating disorder all of my life because in the beginning of my experience, I, I was up against a lot of really intense trauma and food became what I used to comfort myself. And so I, I was kind of in that space for a long time, not really entering into the realms of eating disorders, although it was disordered eating. And then after high school, it really developed and spun into full-blown bulimia and binge eating disorder to the point where I checked myself into treatment and uh, started that kind of path of recovery. But even, even in the, those spaces, those treatment centers are very focused on behavioral modification, behavioral change. And I knew it wasn't it wasn't about the food. It wasn't about changing my behavior. There was this underlying force that was like felt out of control for me um, that no one was addressing. And I just kind of kept trying to figure it out until I found medicine. And then everything, everything opened. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, how open are you to sharing, you know, your story? Pretty open. Pretty open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty open-ish. <laughs> 
because I'm 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 sensing what I know from working with people. Um, it 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 takes a pretty deep wounding um, for an issue like that to occur. Yeah. So, um, are you open to sharing? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess I'll I'll start with I'll start with the initial imprint that I was that I was shown thanks to ayahuasca. The very first ceremony that I ever did, where I dropped in, um, it was really incredible. It was in a forest, and as the medicine was starting to kick in, I I see this branch, and I start following this branch, and it goes all the way around me. I start turning my body. It goes all the way around me until it gets to this tree, and as soon as I hit the tree with my eyes, I dropped into my mother's womb. And I was very clear in the medicine, of course, you know, like, you know where you are, right? Mm -hmm. I was in my mother's womb and I felt this overwhelming feeling of separation, of this loveless body. My mother had experienced a lot of pain herself. My mother was in full-blown survival mode when I was conceived and throughout gestation. And I felt this, the, the attacks of cortisol, the stress hormone, like, insulting my, my, my fetus self. And that, that just, that's an imprint. You know, some people are like, that's a little woo, but like that, that was an no, imprint, right? No. Yeah. And so moving through, right, the birth and, and infancy, my father was away in art school. So my mom was basically a single mother and, and sent me to daycare after six weeks of life um, because she had to. But not only that, not only was there an actual physical separation, there was such an emotional separation because my mom was working in a corporate environment that was extremely toxic, um, in just full-blown survival. And so something fascinating was that, you know, as babies, we don't experience life cognitively. We can't make sense of anything, obviously. So our reality is dictated by the energy that's around us, what we're feeling energetically. And so my world felt unsafe. My world felt dangerous. There was separation. And as a, as a baby, that's a deep threat, deep, deep threat. The only moments in which I felt soothed was when I was being fed. Good. Wow. Wow. Because oxytocin, which is the feel-good, delicious hormone that is induced or, or produced when there's skin-to-skin skin contact with mother and baby. The, my mother was flooded with oxytocin. I was flooded with oxytocin. Oxytocin promote, promotes lactation. So the only time in which I was soothed was when I was eating. So that was like, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together. Like that was like seared in there. Hardwired. And then as a three-year-old, I was sexually abused three, four, and five, like repeatedly sexually abused. And here's the interesting thing. I had zero recollection for 30 years. I had no idea. I had no idea why I hated myself. I had no idea why I punished myself. I had no idea why I couldn't stop using food to numb why I was being objectified by men and that whole world until I, I sat with ayahuasca in 2020 to try to save my marriage that was incredibly misaligned and I ended up learning my story. And it rocked me to my core and my entire life made sense. There's this, there's this, uh, there's this power in, in what you're sharing because so many people wish they knew why they are the way they are. Mm. And, um, and I know that moment and, and you know that moment and, you know, it's why there's, there's nothing like Mother Ayahuasca, nothing. Mm -mm. And um, people are afraid of learning. Mm. 
I think. Yeah. And I resonate with that because it was uncomfortable, highly uncomfortable. And I was afraid too. Yeah. yeah. But I would do it every fucking day if I had to. Yeah. Because what came after that, the freedom that I've experienced, the growth, like the shedding, they say like the truth shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. It's so worth it. You know, I almost feel like that was placed in the Bible. Mm. You know, I see, I see the Bible so different now. Mm. Once, you're, once you're disconnected, right? I see it like a maze. Mm. And I see it like little pieces were placed, little pieces of truth surrounded by the, the non-truth. Sure. You, you know what I'm sure. saying about that? I, 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 I know some people get offended if I say that, but when you know, you know. Yeah. And then when you can grab those little pieces of truth, yeah. it's like when you're journeying, it's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a gem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did that recovery start for you? Well, it's interesting because that particular ceremony, and, and I guess I'll, I'll share this also, like that experience was very gentle from Mama Aya, like I wasn't being re-traumatized. I didn't, I didn't have to relive. I just, I was shown in a way that was manageable and it wasn't comfortable, but it was like, okay, okay, I'm learning, I'm seeing, this is like, this is bizarre. But what happened after that was that I wasn't ready to deal with it. I wasn't supported. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't held in the environment and the relationship that I was in. And and so I kind of put it away. I totally put it away. I was like, okay, that's that's out. Like, good to good to know. We can move on now. Time out, because this is very important. So you go, you do the healing work, uh-huh. and then you come back home. Yeah, and you're still in a relationship, correct? Which you know is is misaligned. I was fighting the hell out of that. Got it. I was, I was, I had lost myself so entirely. I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror. You know, when you experience something like that at such a young age, we are hardwired to want and receive love. Mm-hmm. And so I became this like chameleon. It was like, I'll do anything to be to feel love and belonging and safety and and love. Mm-hmm. And so if you want me to be like that, I'll be like that. I had lost myself so deeply. So I was fighting for this marriage, even though it was misaligned, because that's the only person I had. Right. I lived in in deep isolation. And so I went to save this marriage and I ended up learning about my story. And as soon as that ceremony was over, I was like, great, I can go have babies. That's gone. Like that's how, wow. That's how like resistant my ego was to really absorbing the reality that I just learned. That's right. And so I put in a box and uh, things started to unravel. We got divorced. I launched my business in the same month. I was like, you know, hang on, hang on, hold on, hold on. So, so that's 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 huge because, and I say that because in our community, you know, I feel like this is growing and it's growing so much because it's 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 just human beings that are coming to realizations about themselves that they were maybe once afraid to mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. and to address, and I feel like we're 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 holding space right, and we're we're inviting them to. To take a look at parts of themselves totally. that maybe they they were afraid to to to, to take see, a look at yeah, yeah. to see you know mm-hmm. and that that's a lot what you just said I I got a divorce <laughs> and I launched a new business so I've been through both right and I'd like to just before you go any further you know talk about that like mm-hmm. first off what was that divorce like for you it was very amicable okay um, <clears throat> it was very amicable. I was in a very low self-worth space. And so I felt like I had to do this, even though I was terrified, petrified. I felt like I was jumping off a cliff and life was very lovingly with her hands on my back, pushing me off a cliff. But it was love. And I jumped, you know, I was, I had to. I knew that staying in that dynamic was, was I was more afraid of that of not living, of staying in, in that relationship that was so, um, I want to honor him, but it was so, uh, what's the word? 
restrictive for my being. You know, I, I could not move. I could not feel myself. I could not, I wasn't seen. I didn't see him. It wasn't just misaligned. And I was more afraid of staying and knowing that I was going to live a numb life than taking the risk of jumping and being caught. Mm. And I had already gotten my RD license and I had been looking for job opportunities online, but I knew I never wanted to go the clinical route. I'm a functional RD. And, and so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start my practice. I saw other people from my class who'd graduated that were starting their practice. And I was like, if they can me. do it, yeah, I can do it. Too. I can do it. Yeah. And for uh -huh. those that don't know, RD is registered, registered dietitian. dietitian. Yeah. Um, and so it became like, I mean, I was in a state of survival. It was like, this is it or this is it. Right. <laughs> That's my Th choice. And there's a, there's a gift in that. For sure. There's so much healing. Oh, so I much hustled. Growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hustled and, and I, it was magical also. I was very supported. Like I had made relationships with, with functional medicine practitioners who trusted me, who trusted my work and my knowledge and began to refer their people to me and Honestly, it was like right from the get-go, I was supporting myself financially. I wasn't living affluently, but mm -hmm. like I was, I was you were okay. okay. But it's interesting that like when you're in that space of cliff jumping, all of your survival wounds become activated. And so I was like, <sighs> like, holy shit. I had just lived with someone and been with someone and been financially supported by someone for the past seven years. And now I'm supporting myself with a brand new business. Like this is insane. So like I was excited. I was terrified. It was all the things. And little by little, I started to waver with food. That is my, I'll tell you more about this in a second, but that's my alarm system. People that emotionally eat have a freaking gift. They have a built-in alarm system. And every time they want to eat compulsively, there's a radar going off. There's a siren going off in their bodies saying, there's something you're not willing to feel. Mm. There's something in here that wants your attention. And so that's my cue. And this is what I teach my people. This is the cue to sit down and put your hand over your heart and feel what's there. And what I felt was a call for the medicine. And so I sat again on 4-4-21, April 4th. You went back. I went back. How many, how many sits? I sat once. The first time was three. Three. And that was and, my and first like, experience. And like, a, and like a retreat type yeah. of thing. Yeah. That was my first experience with Aya. I had not even sat with mushrooms yet. I like didn't know much about it, which is probably a good thing. Yes. Maybe I <laughs> Just go, open your mouth, lay down. <laughs> right. <But yeah. laughs> so I felt called to sit again. And um, this time it was in a woman's circle closer to home. And this woman, this medicine woman had psilocybin chocolates with psilocybin and ayahuasca. And the ayahuasca. The combo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't hmm. know why. That's, I don't feel that's necessary. Yeah. I don't do that. It's not necessary. Yeah, that's two different energies. There. Different energies, yeah. but divine. And the ayahuasca from that medicine, in my experience, activated everything that had been there before that I didn't want to see, that I didn't want to listen to. And this time ayahuasca was like, you're going to hear. Now we're going to know. Now you're going to know. And it blew my world open in a very uncomfortable way um, that like absolutely dissolved everything I knew. And I plunged into deep solitude for two years, just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and realizing that all these gems have been waiting for me in the dirt. <laughs> And it became really clear as I began to integrate these, these nuggets of wisdom that I was meant to share this with people. Absolutely. Because in my opinion, food is the most abused substance on the planet. Mm. And I know that world so deep. So if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm a strong believer and advocate for plant medicine and its ability to awaken and heal the mind, body, and soul. It's a belief that is deeply rooted in my own personal experience with both ayahuasca and psilocybin mushrooms. And many of you for years have always asked me, you know, Danny, where do I go? Who can I trust? And there is only one place I would ever recommend or put my name behind, and that is Reunion. 
Reunion is a place where you could set yourself free from whatever is holding you back from living the life of your dreams. It's a beachfront, beautiful property that is in Costa Rica. And what I love about it is that it's not for profit. And this is the only thing that they focus on is the preservation and the safe utilization of these beautiful, wonderful medicines. And I only feel comfortable putting my name behind it because I am personal friends and have journeyed with some of the members of the facilitating team. Guys, I'm honored to have aligned myself with them to create the Higher Self Scholarship Fund. It's a fund whose purpose is in helping people who don't have the means to experience these medicines and yet have the desire to. And every time one of you books a retreat with Reunion, $100 from every booking is going to go into this fund and we will be sharing this money with people on a monthly and bi-monthly basis. So help me help others by using the code DANNYREUNION when you go to register to experience your own life transformational journey. To find out more, go to reunionexperience.org and get ready. You know, when I was, um, many of you that are out there have seen the picture. There's a, there's a picture of me. Casper, we can get this in the edit if we could somehow show this picture. There's a picture of me. My head is this big. I kid you not. It's this big. And I'm like, <laughs> because I'm drunk. Fuck. And, um... You know, it's so sad to think of who I was back then. But, you know, for me, it's even sadder to think of how many people live like this. But I, I remember vividly, I would take um, Oreo cookies. Mm. I would take Oreo cookies, which is sugar. Mm -hmm. This is like a full circle moment for me right now. I just have to I tell love you it. This. I'm here for it's it. It's a full circle moment for me. But I would take Oreo cookies... And I would crumble them up in a cup like that. Mm. And, I and I would stick it in there. And as a matter of fact, I knew that cup wasn't big enough for what I wanted to do. So then I, would, I had like a bigger cup. And mm. I would crumble them up like this. And I would stick them in there. And then I would put uh, cow milk. Mm. Um, which if you don't know. <laughs> but cow, like cow milk, right? Wow. And, and Like unprocessed. Yes, cow yes, yes. Just, you oh. know, from like. The, the other. fucking, the gas station down uh -huh. the street. Okay, you know, okay, Just okay. bad stuff. Anyhow, cow milk, and I would fill it up to the top, and I would literally, Jillian, I would go, just shove it. Yeah. And then I would do it again. Yeah. And then I would do it again, and then I would do it one more time. Mm. Three to four cups like that, and that was my go-to, right? Mm -hmm. And this might sound um, uh, dramatic to you, what I didn't realize was I was killing myself because mm -hmm. that, that's what we do, right? I was, I was trying to kill the thing that I was feeling that's right. inside. That's right. Right? And, um, and the unhappiness and, and the uncertainty and the disconnection and the, just everything that was going on in my life at that time. And then on the weekends... On the weekends, I would be drunk. Mm -hmm. And I was never like a mean drunk or like an angry drunk. I was like a happy drunk. So I thought it's okay to be drunk because I'm a happy drunk. Sure. What I didn't realize was, you know, I was using food to obviously numb the pain and, and, and try to kill this pain mm -hmm. that was living inside of me. This week in, in my inner circle program, we have one of our clients. Her name is Dr. Jillian. And, and, and Dr. Jillian... Um, does something called Carol food intolerance. Do you know what this is? Mm -mm. It's some ancient wisdom where they, she sent me this kit. She, I prick my ear. Mm -hmm. She puts my blood on this little chingadera, this little piece of paper, and I send it to her. And then she tests cool. my blood to see what are the things that my blood doesn't like. Mm -hmm. Do you know what they were? Dairy Oreos. and sugar. Yeah. Oreos. Yeah. It's it's insane to me to think that my system knew the two worst things that I could possibly put in my body mm -hmm. and the pain that was living inside of me was searching for the thing that was killing me. Yeah. 
It doesn't surprise me. That's wild to me. You know, food is really interesting. I remember when I was in treatment, and of course I don't wish this on myself or anybody else, but I remember being like envious of the women who had a substance abuse issue because I understood that with a substance, you could omit it from your life. You could omit alcohol. You could be sober. But food, there was, there was this call to like, I had to learn to dance with it. I had to go through, fully go through the portal and understand how to dance with this thing and live with this thing and heal from this thing in order to survive. And, you know, it's so deeply charged. It's what bonded us to our mothers when we were infants. It's what sustains life. It's also what kills us. And I think that you know, as, as somebody in the, in the health space, right, I see clients with myriad of, of chronic illnesses, right? But it's not about the weight. It's not about the food. It's the, the actual epidemic is, is not obesity. The actual epidemic is numbness and dissociation. And we use food to do that. Food is the ultimate number. I mean, it's not the ultimate. There are other strong substances that are quite effective at that, but it's a major source of numbness. And so as you were shoveling Oreos and milk down, you were shoving down your pain. You were shoving down your truth. And you were creating this gap between yourself and what you were feeling. You were dissociating. And that's like, that's what I want to dissolve. I want to dissolve the wedge that stands between a person and their truth and their pain so that they can come back into their body and feel what wants to be felt, what's waiting in the queue, so that they can be free. And I know the feeling, like I didn't want to get back in my body. There was a lot of scary shit in there. I lived dissociated for the vast majority of my life. But cultivating safety internally is everything it's everything it's so interesting this is such a fuck man like it's like you know sometimes we have these conversations i know you guys are feeling this right now because this is like there's an energy here but it's so interesting to me i, I and it's so interesting that you are here the universe is perfect it's so interesting that you're here in this moment because i feel like this week for me was like a deciding factor this mm. week for me was like the other issue, the other issue, and I believe that most men and women, both men and women, especially in today's society, face this issue, was I had some sort of body dysmorphia thing going mm -hmm. on. So I would stand in the mirror and I would look at myself and then I would get like depressed with how I looked mm -hmm. because I have an image of what I what I know is is and I and I believe this is our is our right, our, our, our birthright is that we have the capacity to have, live in, you know, house uh, 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 and create whatever body it is that we want, you know? Sure. Um, I just didn't know how to get there. I just didn't know how to get there. So then I, um, you know, I went vegan and I went, I went vegan because of what I saw with Mother Aya and because my heart opened and because I can never hurt the animals, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just like, once that's in you, it's tough to, to shake. Sure. What I'm realizing happening happened was during the time that I went vegan, I also was drinking a lot of coffee. Um, I wasn't sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so then I created like this story. This is all recent. I created this story with like being a vegan means I don't sleep. Mm. What it really was, was was the caffeine and a whole bunch of other shit that I was doing. But, but. But then, so then I, I kind of went back to eating animal. I've been in this dance. I've been in this journey. This is recently. This is as mm. recent as this week mm. where then I would start, the energy of guilt would start to come in because I was eating animals. Mm. But I felt stronger because I was eating animal. So it was a mess, an absolute mess. And then one night this week, we went out to dinner and I had a little bit of chicken. Uh, no big deal. Um, 
But I also had the thing that in my Carol food intolerance thing, mm-hmm. it said, don't do this, avoid this at all costs, which was dairy. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's like my th- my mm-hmm. my tongue was like, like wow. that fat. Wow. Like I was like greasy and disgusting and I was inflamed. Wow. And that night I just like in my dreams I t- or in my, you know, whatever state it was, I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. I can't do, I don't want this feeling. Like it, it feels like no one else is doing this to me. I'm doing it to me, mm. you know? And so it can't no longer be about the way I look. It can't no longer be about all these things that you made it about, Danny. It's about like truly loving yourself. There's a, there's a big nugget in there. Can I ask you a question? Please. What, what state are you in on average when you eat? What is happening in your body? So as, as I'm thinking of that question, I, I fast all day. Okay. I typically only eat once a day. Mm-hmm. And when I do eat, if I'm by myself and I have my system and I have my rice and I have my tofu and I have my veggies, <laughs> I make it up, I put a little sea salt, I'm happy, life is good. Uh-huh. My dessert is my little blackberries with uh-huh. a little sugar-free chocolate, dairy-free vegan uh-huh. chocolate. Life is epic. Uh-huh. When I'm around other people mm-hmm. that wait, I love. Oh, wait, what? wait. Okay, so go, when you're go, like, go, 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 go. and you have everything. Yeah. Like aside from your emotional state, what's happening physiologically? Is there, is there this compulsive, are you eating fast? Are you chewing thoroughly? Is there this like, Eat like this Im- compulsive. Oh, I think I'm still shoving it. Uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead. I knew. Go ahead. I knew. I knew because I lived that. But also, when we are in that state, there's so much here. But like, when we're Let's, in. We can go. We okay. can go. Because I think this is going to be very helpful. When yeah. we are in that state, I'll talk about the physical and the emotional. The physical is like, there are stress hormones being secreted, cortisol, et cetera, when we are in that compulsive state, right? It's the fight or flight system. And what the body doesn't give a shit about in that state is digestion. The body cares about survival. So blood is sent to the prefrontal cortex so you can make executive decisions of how to survive and dodge the saber-toothed tiger that's hypothetically chasing you. A glucose is sent to the extremity so you can run away. Blood is not focusing on digestion and absorption and assimilation and all the things. So that's like really the physical. So like you're actually creating more and more inflammation. Weight is being stored when you're eating in a stressed compulsive state. Emotionally, you're in this compulsive energy. You're likely not even tasting the food. So you're not really able to make decisions from a standpoint of nourishment i go unconscious correct i, I it's literally, like a shark with the eyeballs rolling back and the i me too i know I, it. I literally and then if there's like if there happens to be something in the cupboard i oh and then i grab one thing I and know. another thing and another thing and then next thing you know then i feel bad i'm like what the hell did i do yeah and yeah yeah i know i lived that yeah so deep yeah so it's like I love the word nourishment because nourishment, of course, it means like beautiful sustenance, minerals and vitamins from food, all the all the stuff. But it also means nourishment for the soul, nourishment for the body, nourishment for the heart, nourishment for the moment. You know, it's so deep. And so you likely, if I had to guess, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like you likely made that choice at that restaurant, not from a place of nourishment and honoring of the body, no. but it was actually an emotional decision. There's an emotional yes. undercurrent to food all the damn time. Yeah. yeah. How do I know this? Because we have physiological hunger fullness cues. Leptin stimulates the feeling of satiety. Ghrelin stimulates, the, oh, sorry, ghrelin stimulates feelings of satiety. Leptin stimulates hunger. But those are being bypassed all the time because people are eating in excess. So we're overriding our hunger fullness cues, we're overriding our physiology. Why? There's an emotional component. There's a, there's a hunger on a level that has nothing to do with food. And that's why you were eating. And that's the way, the state that you're in when you eat in that way, you're trying to nourish something that has nothing to do with the physical. 
Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. And so you could be in a happy state. You can feel blessed and grateful for your life and this beautiful food that's in front of you, but there's something that no, no, wants no, 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 nourishment. No. no, I don't do any of that. I don't do that. That's not food to me. Hmm. Like if I'm honest, sometimes I'll see pictures. Like, you know, you're on Instagram and people like make these beautiful, colorful dishes. And it's like, no, food is like a, food is like a, like a, yeah, it ain't that. What is it? I'm trying to find the word. Food is like part of the, part of the goal. It makes me feel, it makes me feel a certain way. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. How does it make you feel? If I eat what I'm supposed to eat and I feel good, I feel like proud of myself or like, you know, like, okay, you did the job, mm -hmm. right? And then if I overeat or mm -hmm. I pick the wrong foods, I feel disappointed in myself. Mm -hmm. And then- So like this good and bad there's polarity. There's a good and bad, there's yeah. a good and bad polarity. And then, then it's this constant, if I can just be good for, yeah. for, for, for long enough, then I'll get this outcome, mm. Mm -hmm. which is to look a certain way mm -hmm. and to feel a certain way, mm -hmm. and then I'll be happy. Yeah. I played that game hard, so hard. Yeah. Do you want to know what weight loss is a byproduct of? What? Self-love. Weight loss is a byproduct of self-love. Weight loss is a byproduct of self-care because when you're caring for yourself and you're loving yourself, you're tuning into the emotional needs that need to be met, that want to be met, mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with food. And food can become a source of nourishment. Food can actually be the thing, which is why it's so dope. Food was the thing that severed me from myself, dissociated me from my body, but it also was the thing that brought me back in. It also was the thing that allowed me to reconnect, took me on this incredibly magical spiritual journey. <laughs> it's like, I'll be honest with you. This is fucking great. This is wild right now. <laughs> it's like, I'll be honest with you. You brought me those, you brought me food. I always do. You're like a, you're like a little bruja, aren't you? You're like a, <laughs> you, 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 you brought me food. You brought me my favorite food. But as I received it, mm. I wasn't even happy. And I wasn't happy because the clock says 1.48 p.m. right now, and I don't eat until 5 p.m. Mm. And if I eat prior to 1.48 p.m., so I, I literally, literally, this is how sick it is. This is how mm. sick it is. I literally looked at my father-in-law and was thinking, please eat it because I don't want it to go to waste, but I really would love to eat it, but it's just not my time to eat right now. Such energy of prison. Oh, my God. Such a prison. Wow. Such a fucking prison, man. There's so much freedom waiting for you. I'm really excited for you. I'm excited too because this, like I was already working on it, like little by little, little by little. And this is, feels like, shit, I might need, I might need a little microdose or something just to like really cement this in. But I, it, it's interesting to me, and you know, when people ask about plant medicine, like, you know, use this as an example, as, as, as much as I've worked, there's, there's still stuff. Of course. There's still stuff. Same. Because this was never an intention for me in my journey. Yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still pulling back the layers. I, you know, I'm still in this dance with food. That, that I mean, my earliest memory of this was at six freaking weeks. Like that imprint is deep in my cells, in my tissue, in my nervous system. But that's the thing. It's all about nervous system regulation. 
that's why you want the food. That's why there's this compulsive urge. We are designed to seek homeostasis. No creature in nature can survive in a, in a sympathetic state, in a fight-or-flight state, in a high-strung state, perpetually. They die. We are no different. So we are always trying to seek parasympathetic, that, that status, that rest, digest, relax, heal. We, we seek it in our vapes. We seek it in relationships. We seek it with food and narcotics and you name it. Sex. All of it. Mm -hmm. But that's what we're seeking is like a, a down-regulation of our nervous system. And so if you can become aware, I like to use like the word become a detective of your deepest triggers, of the things that trip your nervous system. One of mine is, is the feeling of overwhelm. If I like have too much going on, I feel like things are going to fall through the cracks. Like, like I, I get like that anxiety and like I would always, especially, you know, in school, I was like from the desk to the fridge, like, like a ping pong ball, just trying to self-soothe. That's all like anyone that's carrying excess weight. It's not because you're, you're pathetic or you're lazy or you have no willpower. None of that is true. It's because you have a lot of fucking pain and you were not supported in ways to deal with this. And you're using an old mechanism that once worked, worked, that doesn't anymore. And so actually the prerequisite, it's twofold. It's identifying your triggers, your main ones. And then it's, it's, it's self-compassion. Hmm. And this is why I work with medicine in my practice. Because not only did medicine show me my story, which was completely suppressed from my memory, but it, it flooded me with this tsunami of self-compassion. For the first time in my life, I, I saw myself with different eyes. I didn't hate myself or pick apart my body. I, I, I was like, oh my God, that poor little three-year-old. And poor, it's victim consciousness. People shame victim. But I was victimized. Mm -hmm, I'm not mm -hmm. a victim, mm -hmm, but I was. And so that energy needed to be diffused. It needed to be held so deeply. And that's what I've learned to give myself. And that's what I help women cultivate in themselves. And from there, safety is established within their themselves and in their bodies. So they can then sit with the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Because when you sit with something uncomfortable, you no longer need anything to fucking numb it. Mm -hmm. it, it loses its charge. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, as you said that, I thought, imagine how much this impacts relationship. That's, that's, that's a whole nother. If you don't live inside your body. Right. One of the things that like both infuriates me and like lights a fire in all of my body is how disempowered women are, how we are living in this just epic distraction of perfectionism and what our bodies should look like so that we can be desirable. It's such a distraction. It's, it's like hilarious and also infuriating and very real and not funny. But when, like, as a woman, our greatest source of strength and power and magic is our intuition if we're not in our bodies, we are severed from the access of it. We can't feel it. It's not a cognitive, it's not a cognitive endeavor intuition. It's a felt sense. If we are numb and living outside of our bodies, we have no access to it. And men and their magic in, in creating space and holding space and safety and protection, attunement. They must be attuned to their partner, to their project, whatever they're creating. If they're not in their bodies, they have, they are, they are lost. They are seeking. It's like, fuck, we have to get back in our bodies. We all have to get back in our bodies so that we can exchange energy, so that we can feel each other's hearts, so that we can have empathy, so we can form connections, so we can be led by our hearts. So that we can work our magic. Yeah. Because if not, we're in the mind and only in the mind. Yeah. And that's where 
that's where the trap lies, you know? Totally. That's where the trap is. And and when it comes to women, it's it it infuriates me, it breaks my heart to see how many women are altering themselves. I had breast explant surgery a year and a half ago. You took them out. I had five pounds of silicone on my chest for 12 years, blocking my heart chakra. I couldn't feel and I couldn't breathe because that's what I thought I was supposed to look like. Last March, it was a huge ceremony. And what did that feel like for you? It was one of the greatest acts of self-love I've ever made. To, to remove the implant. Absolutely. I believe that's what it is. I believe that when you can remove the implant and the needles and the lips and the, 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 the butt and the yeah. everything, yeah. I believe that's when you know you're ready to start fully loving yourself and accepting yourself for, yeah. for who it is that you really are. Absolutely. And I think that that is one of the greatest things that's causing the demise of our society is our women yeah. not knowing how to appreciate and love themselves. Absolutely. Because we are, holy shit, are we powerful. Absolutely. <laughs> when you know who you are and when you're tapped into that intuition, oh, yeah. to that womb. Well, the body holds deep wisdom. That's right. Ancient wisdom. Mm -hmm. And if we are not in our bodies, we don't have access to a single morsel of it. Hey, thanks for watching this week's episode of The Higher Self. The reality is, is if you're watching this show, it's because you are searching for more and you know deep within your heart and soul that there is more potential from your life. Maybe you desire true financial abundance and freedom. Maybe you desire to heal the fragmented parts of you. Or maybe you just, maybe you desire to attract the relationship of your dreams and be in a relationship with passion and true love. Whatever the case may be, that is what we specialize in. We specialize in helping you and guiding you to healing the fragmented parts of your life that have created these stories in your mind that keep you from living the life of your dreams. If you want to find out how we can guide you in that process, my mastermind, Inner Circle, does just that. It's a group of like-minded individuals that is wanting the absolute best out of life and will not settle for anything less. We get together four times a year in person and twice a month online. If you're in a place in your life where you're ready to discover your truest potential, then Inner Circle is for you. Message us the word Inner Circle right now on Instagram or Facebook at Danny Morell. Our team will message you back and begin to share with you the details about what it would take for you to join our Inner Circle. Message us the words Inner Circle right now. And it's, you know, women, you know, it's like they don't realize every, I, I know it's just an injection. Same with men. I know. You know, with the steroids and the, and the, 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 the testosterone and all of that stuff, your body has the capacity to create this for yourself and your lips are beautiful the way your lips are. And, yeah. and quite frankly, a conscious man doesn't want to taste or yeah. kiss that fucking shit in your mouth. Straight up. <laughs> so the yeah. only man who you can attract Correct. when you have that shit in your mouth is Correct. an unconscious man. What's don't don't really, get mad at the messenger. Yeah. This is the truth. It's true. Because the conscious man, the conscious woman, yeah. a conscious woman is not going to want to be with a man on steroids. No, no. Because she knows that he's taking the steroids because he's avoiding the truth of who he is. And it's coming and from a really deep, deep undercurrent of like yeah, lack. That's right. And like a lack of self-love and a lack of knowing himself. And that's right. best believe I need a man who knows himself. Absolutely. Because how's he ever going to know you? Right. He can't see If he's me. avoiding himself. If he can't see himself. Yeah. Totally. You know, I think that there's, of course, divinity in everybody's journey, right? Um. But what was so fascinating to me was, I mean, I was numb. I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel much. My body would respond and I had no idea what I was feeling and I needed food to soothe that. And it was like, I was in that hamster wheel for like nonstop. And as I started down this medicine path and became more conscious and slowly dipped a toe into the water of like feeling my body, I realized how deeply unsafe I felt. And I had these, these implants and actually it was ayahuasca. I asked the medicine, my first ceremony, uh, what do I do about these? 
And she was like, you know, you got to me, might as well enjoy them for a little while, but for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I kept going with this path and it was so magical. I mean, that's a whole nother story, but it, it was like, okay, now you need to get them out. And the contrast between the time that I had them towards the end of them coming out and, and how I was waking up and becoming conscious and, and somatically conscious, what was happening in my body. And the after was like, I realized how these things, not only did they just divinely and perfectly encapsulate my trauma just so vividly, so perfectly, but they were also this energetic magnet for the same vibration of man. That's exactly correct. They were like pulling predatory men my way mm -hmm. from glances to comments, like everywhere I went. So naturally I was like shrinking and shrinking because I felt safe, unsafe. Unsafe. I felt petrified. And after I got them out and that so much of that energy was purged from my body, I walk the world differently. I feel safe in my body. Yeah, I still had to move through a lot of the, the sexual abuse, but so much of the feelings of unsafe and safety and, and terror in the world was gone. It's so interesting you bring this up. I've had fear around sharing this, but be because I don't want to, I know my words and I, and I, and I know the power that they have and I, and I know that they pierce. Yeah. Yeah. The same yours do, by the way. Okay. Um, so I've never wanted to go this deep, but, this is the only way we're going to heal. Like, you know, my, my truth was, I, I, I can remember when I was thinking of, um, you know, who I wanted to be with forever. Mm. If they had implants, they would immediately, it was a no. Mm. I want to do it. Because, because it, it, it just, it says something about where they're at energetically in their life right now. Yeah. And I just knew that that just wasn't a match for me, yeah. you know? And so, you know, so for, for so many women out there, you know, it, 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 it like breaks my heart because, you know, I get the messages and I see the responses and it's like, sure. how do I find a conscious man? How do I find a conscious man? How do I, and every once in a while I'll look and I'm like, oh, I'll just click on the, on the Instagram handle. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. get it, huh? And like bless them for where they are right and now. Their yes. journey. Yes. Like I was there. I feel them. And by the way, and I was there with the steroids too. Yeah. But this is why we can speak about it. Yeah. You know, I have compassion. Yeah. Similar to the fact when I see someone who's carrying a lot of excess weight, there's not an ounce of judgment. My, my overwhelming feeling is like, I want to know what happened to you. I want to know why you're carrying so much pain in the form of weight. Cause that's just, pushing it down with food. So naturally that energy needs to be put somewhere and it's put in adipose tissue. It's put in fat. Mm -hmm. Or like a woman with, with implants, it's like, mama, like nothing is missing from you. Let's go into that original wound. You know, the name of my business is the root cause method because the roots, you know, the, the, the manifestation of chronic illness is rooted in trauma. And it's like, let's pull out the weeds. Let's pull out the roots and get to that nugget, heal from that space. And then you can just shed everything that's untrue, mm. everything that's misaligned, relationships, silicone, injections, whatever. I went through a huge purge. I got married. I think I speak to like two of the women that were in my bridal party, like, it was a different life. I, I, I can relate. And this one is so juicy. So much juicier. Oh, it's so, so good. So much juicier. It's interesting because like we were, we're planning our wedding. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, the first time I did this, like, I don't think I speak to anybody. It was all show. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, I get emotional just thinking about it. Because mm. it's like, I know my, I'm going to cry like a baby. You yeah. Because. I know how much work it took me to like get to this space, you know, where I it's could like, beautiful. where I know what love is, you know, right. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like to know, to know that. I Yeah. To know that you're choosing someone. Yeah. Because they choose you for who you are and. Because you chose yourself. Because you chose yourself and you and you went to all of that and you just unraveled all of it and you and you found real love. Like 
it's just monumental. It's just it's a it's a it's a it's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's a byproduct of you choosing yourself. <sighs> yeah. It's a byproduct of you and your willingness to do the work and show up when it's crunchy and when it's hard and when it's terrifying. And it's so damn worth it. It is. And that's why I tell everybody, I say, everything you've ever wanted is just on the other side of fear. Yeah. And here's the thing. In order for somebody to open up to that, because I sometimes when I sit in medicine, it still feels scary, right? And I've been shown so many parts of the movie that I lived as a child that, you know, my nervous system responds in a contracted way. It can feel scary. But the, the thing is, is when there's safety in the container, when someone that you trust is holding space, when you can begin to establish safety within yourself, you are held. You are so held to the point where your nervous system can open and, and receive whatever there is that wants to come through for your liberation. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. such an important variable. Mm -hmm. That yes, the medicine blessed the medicine so deeply, such reverence, and to to dance with them in in a in a safe way, that's the, that's the magic, because then people can really confront real gnarly mm -hmm. stuff, really, yeah, that will change their lives forever, forever. in the most forever. magical, the epic most way. way. It's my, you know, it's my. Conversations like these remind me of my my purpose, you know. Because I remember when I first sat with the medicine, I, I literally, <laughs> this is funny, I literally had the vision. I was like, okay, if I could, this was my, my first time after the medicine. My first journey was the scariest moment of my life. That's a nice intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I was a control freak, right? But then by the time the third one was done, I was like, I cannot wait to come back. Wow. This is beautiful. And I remember leaving that retreat. You know how they tell you, okay, whatever you do, don't go tell everybody because right. they're, they're going to think you're crazy. Right. They're going to, you know, <laughs> right? I, I don't listen. <laughs> so I remember I was like, if I could just get every human on earth to just look up and open their mouths <laughs> and I could fly by with a helicopter oh and just God. spray it over everybody. That's it. The world is a better place. Everybody's happy. That's amazing. Right? Everything is good, right? And that but that's that's how I think, you know? So I so I remember I remember telling Tim way back then I go, Tim, eventually we're gonna have a ceremony with twenty thousand people. Holy shit. That's that's how we're going to do it. A lot of energy. And I know there's a lot of energy, <laughs> right? But that's, you know, that's the vision for Awaken, mm. you know, where it's, you know, through what we do at Awaken, it's like, it's a ceremony over yeah. three days. By the way, are you, you live here, right? I do. Okay. You got to come in November. You, you're going to, you're going to absolutely love it. Um, and it's like, and then from Awaken, we take them to reunion. It's it's like a dream come true that for is, me. I told Tim this. I was like, that, this is such a beautiful spiritual alliance between the two of you. The work you're doing, like I see it's such sacred work. Mm. I honor both of you and, and what will come from this alliance so deeply. Yeah. I, I won reunions all over the world. Mm -hmm. By the way, I don't even own reunion. I don't, you know, but, right. I, but I just, I, I know the integrity. There's such integrity. There's integrity oh, yeah. with the medicine. My mother is on the path yeah in a really yeah. beautiful way yeah um yeah. but integrity and yeah clean it's clean. the right reason the right yeah. energy the 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 right everything because yeah. you know ayahuasca and the medicine and everything it's just it's getting popular yeah. and 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 people are trying to like profit from it and it's just yeah, yeah so anyways yeah <sighs> thank you Thank you. I'm I'm gonna say this like this brought healing to me. Mm. It really, really did. It was like, you know, it's so beautiful that, you know, this was at the end of a week where I had been working through this myself and it just it resonated so much with me. And okay. uh I want to go enjoy some tacos right now after this is done. Yeah. Um, how do people find out about you? Uh so the name of my site is therootcausemethod.com on Instagram. I'm Jillian Acosta underscore RD. 
Um, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you so much yeah, for having me. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you for hanging with us because I know that, you know, um, wow, the energy was so powerful in this conversation. And yet at the same time, we touched on some things that, you know, they, they might, they might be challenging. And, and all I would recommend for you is to just, just sit with them. Just sit with them. Honest to God, give yourself five minutes to just sit and breathe and search your heart and see what resonates with you. And, um, and you know, when you need help, just, just ask. Just ask the universe. And the path will make itself clear. The right people will show up and, and, and you'll see you'll get the healing that you're looking for. We'll see you next time on another episode of The Higher Self. Thanks for watching this week's episode of The Higher Self. If you heard something in this week's episode that caused you to think maybe, just maybe, there was a higher potential for your life. Maybe there was a potential to earn and receive financial freedom, to attract the relationship of your dreams, or to improve your health. That's what we specialize in. We help wonderful human beings like yourself to unravel all of the limiting thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you've been living through so that you can finally tap into your life's truest potential. If you'd like to talk more about that, we invite you to join us on Instagram or Facebook and email us the word discover more. And when my team sees that, they will reach out to you, send you the details of how we could help you on your pathway to a life of abundance, fulfillment, and creating the absolute life of your dreams. Message us right now the words discover more now on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll see you soon.